the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now... Here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Good to be with you today. 888-528-2557. It is Wednesday. Hot outside. Hope that you are doing well. Things are crazy, crazy in Washington, D.C. We'll talk about some of that. Uh, next hour, we'll ask you whether or not you believe in aliens. Somebody under oath says there's aliens. Maybe we'll ask you, uh, who do you think the aliens are? Because apparently they're among us. Uh, but uh, speaking of things that are odd, the... The plea deal for Hunter Biden blew up. That was the big story in the news today. And depending on what station, this is one of those issues where it kind of depends on where you get your news based on what you think about it. It's one of those issues where you're better off, I think, if you watch all of the news stations and get the different perspectives. It'll shock you the difference between CNN and Fox on this story. Uh, But here's what happened. This is uh, CNN. Ellie, what do you make of what happened today? I mean, how often is it that plea agreements like this fall apart? So, Bianca, it does happen sometimes in federal court. Not often, but sometimes that a plea agreement will fall apart on the day of the plea in court. But when that happens, it's almost always because the defendant gets cold feet and is unwilling or unable to fully admit his guilt in front of the judge. That's not what happened here. What happened here today is remarkably rare and, frankly, sort of astonishing that the parties would go into court on a matter of this degree of importance without a full agreement in place. And as Kara just said, the problem was not with what Hunter Biden had agreed to plead guilty to. There was no question about that. They agreed he'd plead guilty to the two tax misdemeanors and then have the gun charge diverted or essentially thrown out if he complied. The problem was the parties did not see eye to eye. They did not have an agreement about what else beyond that Hunter Biden was covered for. I cannot even begin to explain how the parties did not have that locked in place before they headed into court, but they didn't, and that's why the judge rejected it. I can begin to explain it. It's because it was a weird deal, and it's because since that deal was made, other things have come to light, and it's because there's an ongoing investigation, and there's another piece to it. And I thought this was the interesting thing when you when you take a look at what happened. So the, if you're not following the story, you know, and the Hunter Biden thing, you know, if if it never reaches his dad, if it's not something that uh, his dad's involved with one way or another, then this is not national news, really. It's it's, you know, something else. But if there is a cover up for something else and that's what Republicans are alleging, then it's a big story. And the story in the last week or two and maybe next week the anticipation is the story suddenly is going to include President Biden, and that's why the Speaker of the House is saying that impeachment inquiries are coming soon, potentially. Uh, this is part of it. So the, the plea agreement for Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden was had many years of tax evasion or filing late and not uh, reporting income, and to the tune of about $17 million. How many of you have not reported income to the tune of 17 million dollars. Anyone? Anyone? California's in trouble. 
Yeah, California's. I clicked the wrong thing. I meant to have Arnold say this. What's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong with not reporting your seventeen and a half million? Well, there is something wrong with that. There's something wrong with not reporting ten bucks. It seems like they'll come after you for. I had the IRS come after me because of an error I made many years ago. I was very young on the easy form, and I ended up having to pay. You know, the ten forty easy, which is what you fill out when you make very little money. Right. If you're working as a checker at Walmart, I was working as a checker at the Kmart back then. That's the form I filled out. Right. Really, I don't have any major donations anywhere. I don't have a lot, anything to write off back in the time. Didn't own anything. You just fill out the form. This is what I made. This is what my W-2 says. And uh, pretty simple. But I did actually make a mistake. And five years later, I think the statute of limitations might be seven years. I heard from the IRS on it. And I was really mad because they had charged me five years of penalties and interest, and I didn't make that much money. And I wrote them a really long letter uh, complaining about the fact that it took them so long to find an easy mistake <clears throat> and that uh, I introduced them to uh, computers and spreadsheets and other things that they thought. And it was a sarcastic uh, letter because I was furious, and uh, they, they sent me a 20-page response. They responded to everything I said in there, even though really it was a joke. And yes, I still owe the money. There was They did not let me out of it. And it was like $64, but I was irritated that I had to pay that. Anyway, they're, you know, they're paying attention. So $17.5 million that you're getting from foreign entities and drug deals and some other uh, nefarious things. And you don't – what happened in this deal is that not only is he caught doing this, getting money from overseas, getting money from sources, hiding it in uh, shell corporations and other things. This is according to the IRS – but also he wrote off as business expenses, drug deals and prostitutes and all that kind of uh, stuff. Uh, so if you do that, normally you're in trouble. Wall Street Journal has a uh, editorial that says if you did that, you'd go to jail. And it lists a whole bunch of other people who went to jail for things like that. Anyway, so uh, that's, you know, if you are watching some channels, you heard this is a sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden and that, you know, any other person would have be looking at felonies and jail time for that. And they would have had to refile their taxes and pay the tax. And he was getting just a misdemeanor tax charge. And the crazy part is that there's another gun charge, an actual gun felony, where he's not allowed to have possession of a gun. He had possession of a firearm. It's a felony. You know, and in today's world where we're looking for, you know, gun legislation to stop some of the craziness, and there's so much politics about that, he was going to be let off completely of the gun charge, which is a felony, if he p- completed his probation. So if you're Hunter Biden, you're like, of course I'm going to plead. I'll plead guilty to that. And that's what most people thought going in that, that the story was. But what happened in court today was there was another part of the plea agreement, and the judge just asked a simple question. The judge said, hey, if we sign off on this, are there further investigations that are pending? Is there more information that's going to come out? And they said, yeah. And she said, well, why would I sign off on this? See, I think that is that is the big deal. ABC's John Carl said this. And I can just tell you with you know, extensive conversations with the Hunter uh, Biden team uh, that they were only going to agree to plead guilty uh, to those tax charges if it came with this uh, this immunity so they could say everything else is put aside. So basically the deal was that he would have broad guarantees against further prosecution on a wide range of other charges that are pending, that are actually still being investigated and just haven't been made public. and uh, Or maybe the investigation just isn't even completed yet. Maybe he did or didn't do them. But let's just say that he did. 
then he would not be charged for those things, that basically he would plead guilty to these things, and part of the plea is that stuff goes away, end of the Hunter Biden investigations altogether. And the judge said, you're putting me in the position of somebody who is supposed to make a decision on the facts, and I don't have the facts. How can I do that? Well, what happened was is they asked Hunter Biden's attorneys uh, if we change this deal, if we change this deal so that uh, you do not have the guarantees of no further prosecution, well, you're going to keep the deal. And they said no, which, of course, you're not going to. So then Hunter Biden pled not guilty to the charges. He came in there. He was going to plead guilty to say, yeah, I did it because of a plea agreement and a great plea agreement for him. You know, he doesn't go to jail. He has very little to do. He doesn't have to account for all the missing taxes. He doesn't have to uh, have a felony gun charge on his record. I mean, it's an amazing deal that uh, he was about to be given. And uh, they took that part out and he said, well, no, now I'm not guilty, which you would do, right? I think that's, you know, the not guilty, guilty plea thing, you know, there's, it doesn't mean that you're not guilty or it doesn't mean that you're guilty even when you plead. Sometimes you plead just to get it over with, even if you think you didn't do it, right? Um, So that changed a lot. So what happened is, is that the attorneys have until September to come up with a different deal. And if they don't, then this is going to trial. Uh, it's it's a pretty wild thing because the accusations that are coming uh, that probably will come next week uh, start to implicate the president. And it all depends. But Devin Archer, who was a, um, a friend and somebody who served at Burisma with Hunter Biden, which is and he's going to testify next week. And supposedly we don't know till he really does. Right. And these things, you just can't take them to the bank until they happen. But supposedly he's going to testify that Hunter Biden was on the board of this company in uh, Ukraine, Burisma. And the purpose of him being on the board was because of access to his dad and that on multiple occasions he would call his dad and that uh, Vice President Biden at the time would actually join them in the conversation. See, and what that does is it makes Hunter Biden particularly a foreign agent which is legal if you register as a foreign agent. And and I talked about this in the second hour a little bit yesterday, is that, you know, it's not illegal to sell access uh, technically. That's what lobbyists do in a way. There's a legal way to do it. It's it's kind of feels dirty for sure. And often it is corrupt. And I think what's happening here is corrupt. It's particularly bad when it's a foreign country that you're selling influence to. But, you know, if you've got the president or the vice president's son on your board, uh, the reason he's on the board is to leverage that relationship, and that's what they were doing. But if you're going to do that, you have to register uh, under what's called the Foreign Agent Registration Act. And uh, people believe that Hunter Biden will be charged with that, with not registering pretty soon, because if he's going to be this kind of lobbyist, if you will, for Burisma, he has to be transparent. So the the difference between bribery, which is always a crime, versus uh, influence peddling, which sometimes is a crime and sometimes it's not. Part of the difference is you need to be very transparent. Part of the difference is, is that there are rules to follow, transparency things to do. One of those things is you have to say, I'm a, you have to file with the Foreign Agent Registration Act where you're just transparent about it, where you just say, yep, I'm Hunter Biden, my dad's the vice president, and I am leveraging my relationship with my dad to help the company that I sit on the board with and to give them a direct line to communication. And it depends on what happens. It's not necessarily illegal. It becomes illegal if there's a lot of quid pro quo, if there's a personal benefit that changes policy. So if Vice President Biden was able to influence the policy of the United States, 
in a certain direction that was not what he would have done anyway, that was in a direction that is against the interest of the United States. Now you've got crimes. Now you've got now it's bribery. Now it is a bunch of other stuff. So that's going to get investigated. That's why the Speaker of the House, McCarthy, is talking about the impeachment possibility. And it's a wild thing. It It is very likely, I would say, that next spring, next May, we know that uh, former President Trump will be in trial for the uh, document uh, issue in Florida, if not other things. That begins next May. The interesting thing about the May timeline is that that gives him probably enough time to get the delegates, to win enough delegates to become the Republican nominee for president. So it's possible that the Republican nominee for president next fall will be in trial for felonies with documents. But it's also possible that at the same time, the Democratic nominee for president will be in an impeachment trial or there will be special counsels who are charging his family with stuff that he's involved with. There is a tremendous possibility. And yesterday I said, you know, we got to play, pray for our country and pray for clarity. And, uh, you know, people struggle with clarity because what I mean is not you have clarity. You might have clarity on these things personally, but it's the people who disagree with you who come to your side and agree because of the facts. Clarity as a nation, we need about what's true. Is Joe Biden uh, getting, uh, is he influenced by Ukraine, Russia, and China, where his family's making money for some reason, and they're filtering it through shell corporations, and allegedly the DOJ, Department of Justice, <clears throat> Biden's Department of Justice, is blocking the investigations into that. That's super bad. Like, if those allegations are true, it's bad. And uh, he, he'll get impeached. Whether or not he gets removed, I don't know. Uh, but he could, because uh, if that gets really clear, you, you can't have that. It would be hard to ignore that. Uh, clarity in these issues, it's, you know, a lot of these things never go anywhere because there's either not agreement or there is there's just not clarity between the two parties. You know, the Republicans pushed off uh, Nixon's impeachment for two years, and it wasn't until the 18 and a half minutes of erased tape showed up and the testimony of his own people that they the Republicans had to say, no, Mr. President, you're uh, you're going to have to quit. Otherwise, you'll be impeached and you will be removed. That's what he was told, even by his own party. So, you know, it's not there yet. But today is an interesting thing with all of that. And the White House has changed its language on this. In fact, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked today about the gun charges, because that's an incredibly I get it if it's your son I get it that there's a family thing and we do things differently when it's our own family right sometimes on our show we'll talk about how the serious and tension-filled issues of our day that the conversation changes when it's us or with it's our family okay whether it's trans issue or homosexuality or abortion or uh, or drug use or other things that sometimes the the way you have the conversation changes when it's you. Sometimes your opinion changes suddenly when it's you. It shouldn't, but uh, that happens. That's real. Anyway, so with the gun issue, especially being what it is, like, do you think that a person who is charged with felony gun possession should actually have to deal with that charge, or can it be just expunged, which is pretty much what they were going to do? Here's what she said. President Biden has spent most of his political career working on gun laws, on gun reform. Does he believe that someone who is charged with possessing a firearm illegally should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law? So here I'm going to be, uh, I think I know where this question is going. Uh, 
and I'm just going to continue to say, as it relates to this, the case that we're seeing in Delaware, I'm just going to not speak to that. Uh, it is an independent matter. This is up for the Department of Justice. Even with the question that you're asking me, it's up to, uh, it's up to, it's a, it's one of those legal criminal matters, and it's up to that process, that legal process. I'm just not going to speak to it here. But again, the president, when the senator crafted gun legislation, as president, he talks often about the need to get illegal firearms off of our streets. So when someone possesses one illegally, what does the president believe should happen to them? The president has been very clear. You just laid out where his po position has been, what his policies have been, what he was able to pass into law. I'm going to be very mindful here. I'm going to be very careful because I see where this question is going. And I'm just going to refer you as this has been an independent investigation. It's overseen by the Department of Justice. I'm going to let them speak to this as they are moving forward. So she won't really answer it. And, and she has been pretty consistent in not addressing things that are connected to Hunter. And clearly this is connected to Hunter in one way. But in another, you know, the reporter was from CBS News. It's not the Fox News reporter or, you know, one of these right wing companies, CBS, certainly on the left of things and saying, but yeah, but just theoretically, don't you think that the gun charge should be, uh, you know, what would the president do? And uh, they can't answer. It's they're not in a good position. Uh, we'll find out next week, I think, a lot. I think the story changes a bit next week. Uh, it tells us a lot about, you know, consistency and the words that we use and that, you know, things eventually get, you know, come to the surface in our life. And, you know, whatever is true, sometimes it doesn't come to the surface in the timing that we would prefer or it often, you know, if we're the ones who are in trouble because we've been inconsistent or lie, then, you know, it comes to the surface and we get in trouble. And uh, they seem to be in trouble. They've changed the, the wording, probably in preparation for the testimony next week, the wording of uh, President Biden's relationship with Hunter Biden's business. This was what President Biden said during the 2020 election campaign um, during one of the debates. The president's accusation against you stems from your son, Hunter Biden, working on the board. The, the president then was still Trump of an energy company in Ukraine right. while you were vice president. Do you agree that that could at least create the appearance of a conflict? Look, what I agree is with that there's not a single solitary thing anyone said that was done wrong. I don't discuss business with my son. I didn't know that was the case in it when, in fact, I found out after the fact. And because I don't discuss things with my son or my family, because I don't want to have any knowledge of any, I, I don't want to be accused of, well, you talk with your son or you talk with your whomever. And so the fact is, though, everybody's looked at that. He did nothing wrong. And so that was Biden's uh, routine in 2020. That's what he kept saying. And plus, back then, they, the Hunter laptop was coming out. And, you know, and there were 50 people, 50 national security experts saying that the laptop's fake and it's all Russian. Well, skip forward to 2023. We know that the laptop was for real. And uh, we're learning that there was at least some uh, connection of President Biden and his son. But it hasn't been demonstrated yet. Uh, but it's headed that direction. We'll see with the testimony. This is what the White House and Karine Jean-Pierre continuously says, because what's changed, too, is that initially only the Fox News guy and a couple other people in the White House briefings would ask these questions. Everyone else would ignore them. But they're coming from everybody now. So in the White House press room, the mainstream media is asking questions about this. 
And, you know, at some point, it becomes something that cannot be ignored. This is her typical response. Chairman James Comer today says that the oversight committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past. Uh, this was this is not our typical response. Her typical response is to repeat what the president always says, is that there's no connection, that he doesn't know about his son's meetings. But this is how she changed it. Communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son, Hunter Biden, many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his so I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. See, that's different. He was never in business with his son. That's a different statement than saying he doesn't know anything about it. And that change was yesterday. And, and, you know, our language matters. Sometimes when we're just speaking, you know, I'm speaking live on the radio or you guys call up, by the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show, number is 888-528-2557. You know, we call and we say things and we have to clarify and you go back and forth. But whenever you're making a specific statement and whenever you type it out, you think about it, right? The words mean things, particularly when there's legal significance. And she changed the language on that. And she was she was called out on that again today by another reporter. Months ago, you said that nothing has changed when you were asked about the president's previous remarks on his son's business dealings. But the language has, in fact, changed. So I just want to clear this up once and for all. The president has previously said that he has never discussed overseas business dealings with his son. But the White House now says that the president has never been in business with his son. So why the updated language? Which statement is true? Or is this semantics and they're both true? Uh, As I stated on Monday, when I was asked this question multiple times, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed on this. Nothing has changed on this. Uh, And so you could ask me a million different ways uh, on this question. Nothing has changed. Yeah, but see, it did change. It went from he has no knowledge of his son's businesses to now he's not in business with his son. That's different. And this reporter knows that. And this reporter even gave her the out of saying, no, it's just semantics. What I meant to say is the same, right? And she didn't go there. Which, so I find that interesting. So I think they're going to wait to see what gets testified to, because if the testimony next week is the president not only was uh, knows of the son's businesses, but he was on the phone with the board at Burisma whenever we called him, uh, that's going to be a, a huge story. Point, I think, for a lot of us. Number one is you got to wait and see what comes out. And, uh, you know, follow that. But another thing is be truthful, as truthful as you can be and be good enough to clarify. You know, the the lies that we get in the most trouble for, I mean, sometimes people just blatantly lie, right? But often it's the lie that's the lie in uh, Genesis chapter, uh, you know, the first chapters of Genesis. You know, did the Lord really say, and you just sort of twist it around, did I really say that? No, I'm not. I'm saying the same thing. And she's clearly not saying the same thing, but she's trying to put that out there that, no, I'm really saying the same thing. Are you? No, you're not. There's a big difference between uh, what the Lord actually said to Adam and Eve and what the serpent said to Adam and Eve, even though it just seems so close. And there's a big difference here. You know, in our lives, friends, our, our words matter. They matter. And the best thing to do is be as truthful as possible, even if you're going to get in trouble for it. I try to teach my kids that. Just come out with it. If you've done something wrong, it's much better just to say, yep, I did it. Um, And then you don't, you know, the great thing about telling the truth is you don't have to remember what you lied about. And if the truth comes up later, you don't have to try to uh, tell more lies to get out of it or you get in worse trouble because of the lies. It's the cover up 
And uh, that's, you know, that's a big part of, I think, what might be happening here, right? There there might be no illegal actions done by Hunter or President Biden with the Burisma. It might be just regular influence peddling that is dirty, but it's not illegal. But if not, even if it's not illegal, they might get in trouble because of the uh, the falsehoods and the cover-up. All right, when we come back, um, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had a scary moment today. Many people think he had a stroke on camera, and we'll talk about that as the Wednesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. I mean, I, I just for our, for our viewers, I've watched that a few times now. He gets to um, the middle of a sentence and then stops suddenly, loses, seems to lose the ability to continue the sentence, sways, really lists, and then... Um, several Republican senators lead him away from the podium. I, I want to just keep all the facts front and center for our viewers. He did return right. to the podium um, and continue with a press conference a little bit later. His staff said this. He, quote, felt lightheaded and stepped away. That, that's, he may have felt lightheaded, but he didn't step away. He's clearly escorted away, Michael Steele. That was uh, MSNBC reporting on an incident today with Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, who was speaking at the Capitol and all of a sudden, mid-sentence, he just stopped and he was gone. He just left. I mean, he's standing there, right? But he's not saying anything. And this went on for a long time. Here is the, the audio of it. Bipartisan cooperation and a string of... Uh... See, now he just stops and he's just staring into the camera and everyone's looking at him and he's staring off into space. He's somewhere else. And people are beginning to get concerned because it's mid-sentence. And now he's going to get asked, are you okay, sir? Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure let's go back to your office. And somebody says, is there anything else you want to say or should we just take you back to your office? And he does. He gets escorted away from the podium. He doesn't say anything. Go ahead, John. And uh, it is a, a frightening moment. And uh, he came back to the podium and said a couple of things later. He just said, uh, you know, I just uh, I just had a moment. But here's the thing. He's 81 years old. He fell earlier this year and uh, had a fracture in his shoulder and a concussion. He spent some time in the hospital. He had surgery to repair the fracture in his shoulder. And, you know, I mean, I know that some of you listening are in your 80s or 90s, and you're up there in your 70s, and you, you think about these things. But... Uh, you probably are not the um, majority or minority leader in the United States Senate or the president. We've asked before, you know, what's too old? You know, what's too old to serve in these kinds of roles? You know, or and there's lots of, you know, roles where maybe it's just too old. I think, you know, what we usually come down to is it has more to do with, you know, what your health is like, right? And how are you doing? Would you say that after an event like this, that it's time for the minority leader to step down from his position as minority leader, even if he stays in the Senate. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? I don't mean, you know, oh, I just don't like Mitch McConnell. He should have resigned a long time ago. I just mean somebody in that position, right? It, it, when do you step aside? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. 
And I think it's legitimate. Later on in MSNBC, they said that uh, if this had happened to President Biden, that impeachment hearings would be started. Uh, I don't know if there'd be hearings, but it would be a huge story. And he would probably have to step down. I, you know, if you if Biden were to come out and he's only a year younger than uh, Mitch McConnell and stare off mid-sentence into the camera and just be gone for, you know, 20 or 25 seconds and then have to be walked off the stage and couldn't talk. Uh, I think people would be concerned, deeply concerned about his ability to be president. You know, I'm concerned. I'm concerned that Mitch McConnell does not have the ability, maybe physically, to maintain that role, or maybe he shouldn't. I guess I'm coming from a place, too. And tell me what you think about this. I think that that we're better off as we age in different things, making the decision to step aside or to step down or resign or or pull back, whatever it is in your situation, before someone tells us to do it, right? Right now, for sure, there's conversations in the Republican caucus about whether or not we got to tell Mitch he needs to step aside, right? This is national news. People are going to talk about it, and it's disturbing to watch. And if you've got a loved one who's gone through that, I've done that. I've been face-to-face with people who just leave for a while, and sometimes they've had a stroke. He might have had a stroke. Hopefully, he's gone to the doctor. That's what he should do, and they should find out. Uh, Something has gone on. When is the right time to step aside, uh, as you age and start to have those problems. 888-528-2557. Byron in Long Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Byron. I got a lot of wind. Is it possible to stop the wind in your microphone? Uh, yeah, hold on. Right, I'm going to put you on hold for just a second, and then I'll I'll come back to you in a second. So, you know, that's the thing is, you know, my advice for people when they get older is you make sure that you make the decision to step down or stop driving or retire or whatever it is before somebody tells you to do it. Uh, that's It's very hard to be in that position. It's much better to be in control of it, I think. All right, Byron, how you doing? Can we hear you? Yes, sir. Much better. better? Yeah, much better. Okay. All right. So what's the question? The question is, uh, did you hear the clip of uh, in the story of Mitch McConnell and his uh, episode today? Well, yeah, listening to the show, I I caught on uh, news. Yeah, did you? So, does is it? You know, what's the position when you're aging? When is it time to step aside? What does your health have to look like if you're in that kind of role? Well, you know, some of us have vitality and vigor to the to the very latter years of our life. Right. However, however. There is a time when we should all step aside. There was a time when David, you know, even though he had, you know, vitality to the day he died, you know, his memory faded, you know, to the point where Nathan could tell Bathsheba to push that lie at him, that he had already chosen Solomon to uh, Mm -hmm. succeed. So, you know. So it... And I think that's usually sometimes, uh, Byron, we ask the question on this show every once in a while, you know, what's too old? Because we have so many people who are well into their 80s who are running the country these days. Uh, some of them are more vital than others. When do you know, if you were going to give somebody advice, maybe they're thinking of when do I stop driving because of age or when do I retire? What advice would you give them? 
I would say, you know, when your memory, I mean, and I suffer from memory lapses all the time. Mm-hmm. And your memory starts to fail you, and you, you have to, I mean, like mid-sentence, yeah. collect your thoughts to make it, you know, a coherent argument or whatever your position is that you're presenting to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're fading in that manner, I mean, maybe you should think about stepping back. But not, not even but. You know what they say about the conjecture, but it, it wipes away right, everything right. you said. <laughs> yeah, I know um, what you mean, though. Like, like um, Biden, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, he spent so many years, I mean, um, guiding this nation. We should benefit from, my position is, his wisdom. You know, he... He has served and he has acquired a certain amount of wisdom to help guide this nation. But does that give somebody the responsibility of staying on longer than they should from a health standpoint? Well, there's a time when we all should have enough wisdom to know when to hand the reins over to someone else. I think that's a big part of it. Byron, I want to go on to another call. I appreciate that. that, you know, I think we do have to have wisdom. It's a wisdom issue. And I think this is relevant for all of us. If you're watching this today with Mitch McConnell, or if you imagine that if, if President Biden does this, uh, you're, you're going to be concerned about the safety of the country, right? About the ability to deal with what's going on. 888-528-2557. Ozzie in Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, thank you. Well, it's hard for me to kind of believe what I'm hearing um, McConnell should be examined and, you know, I can understand where you have a memory lapse. I mean, he reads all these bills, all these procedures, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of McConnell. I, I would prefer maybe he step down and have somebody more, more competent. But, um, I mean, this happened once Joe Biden does this all the time. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw this YouTube thing, uh-huh. um, where he, went to a microphone and just started talking. Oh, yeah, I've and seen that. I've nobody seen that was one. there, and his wife said, look at me, look at me. You know, mm-hmm. Biden can't even read off a teleprompter, and when you said that he might have been impeached if he did what McConnell did, he does this all the time. There's no way he would be impeached if he did this, what McConnell did, and um, it's, it's ridiculous. Joe Biden wisdom? I mean, really. The guy's got dementia, He's been wrong on virtually every issue. He's corrupt yeah. as heck. And wisdom? Well, that I was mean, our other our other caller's opinion I know, about I know. that. But, it was. You know, it and, was. and I've said just, I've said, you know, the thing is about Biden. I watched the the C-SPAN version of Biden, right? So before and after the main news clicks out. You know, what's happening to McConnell today is it's, that's making that news. A lot of the stuff we see on exactly. Biden, you might see it on YouTube, but the TV has left. Exactly. But one of the reasons I say that Biden's not going to be the Democratic nominee, if you listen to our show a lot, I make that claim, in part because I also have a bet going with Dave over here that he's not a steak dinner. I agree with you. But it's because of the health, because I think Biden is in the he had a good day stage where you watch him and sometimes he's okay and you go, oh, he's having a good day today, right, that you might say about your dad or your grandpa. And then other times you watch him and you go, he's having a really bad day today. And see, that stage doesn't last very long. And yeah, well, I agree with you. The news doesn't cover his bad days 
and uh, they're making a big deal of McConnell, yeah. which, you know, I understand that. But yeah. I agree with you. I don't think Biden's going to be the nominee. He, there's no way he should be the nominee. He shouldn't health, have been the first yeah. time. So. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ozzy. Uh, Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. In, in a way, kind of without getting into the politics of Biden and uh, old you know, and all of those kinds of things. Just older folks in general, when is it time to step away from a position of authority or a position of responsibility? How do you know when to do that? You know, is, and how do you do that with wisdom? Do you have a thought about that? 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, Wednesday edition. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about how do you know when it's time to quit? How do you have the wisdom as you age uh, when you know it's time to quit? I mean, you can be different ages, too. You might be a uh, you know professional baseball player at some point. You have to have the wisdom to, I think, retire rather than just be cut, right? And maybe it doesn't matter that much in baseball, but I would rather retire on my own terms than be cut because I was just not cutting it anymore. But what about when you're the leader of the country? What if you're the president or uh, today Mitch McConnell had an episode that's pretty scary. Lots of people think he might have had a stroke on camera. He just stopped speaking mid-sentence and uh, stared off into the camera. Um, and Diane Feinstein, our own senator, has been hiding her health problems. That got revealed earlier this year. She's 89, going to be 90. And uh, is whether or not is she even capable of doing the job? And she's been around a long time. These are people who have been around a long time. You know, is there a, a wise way to make the decision when it's time to make changes because of age. 888-528-2557. Kennedy in Corona. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Kennedy? Uh, hello. Hi, go ahead, Kennedy. Hi, go ahead, Kennedy. Turn your radio down. Uh, I, if you're speaking with me, my name is Genevieve. Oh, Genevieve. I'm sorry. I've got Kennedy up on the screen. Genevieve, I apologize. <laughs> uh, I, I accept your apology. My, uh, I just want to say that... Um, I've listened to this time slot, time slot for the last 15 years, all the way back to, to Duffy, and I've always gotten a lot of good information. And the comment that I want to make this afternoon is, personally, I'm 80 years old. Personally, I feel it's elder abuse when they keep allowing these old people to stand up and embarrass themselves reading a teleprompter or a pre-written uh, speech or something. And they have no idea what's going on. I consider it elder abuse. Yeah, see, I think if this was my dad or my mom, I'd be furious. I'd be furious. Me and you both. And yeah. Even, I, I mean, I've been told it's time to retire, and it hurts. Yeah. Believe me, it, it hurts because I don't feel that I'm ready to retire. But now, are, are, you still, are you still working? I was working up until June 7th, and, I, and then I was politely retired. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> well, congratulations on that well, one way or the other. Yeah. But but why is it that no one considers the fact that these people are being abused, being allowed to, to, to do these jobs that they're really not capable of doing? Yeah, I think people are asking that question. And sometimes it's hard, though, right? It's hard if that person, you know, if that person is is 
you know, like you are, real capable still in their own mind, it's, it's yeah, hard to be told. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's not wise. It's not wise. Yeah. I mean, because he, we, we all know how important our speech is. And he can say the wrong thing and start a civil war or a world, <laughs> you know, a war. He, 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 he's not in command, really. He's being... Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people worry about that. Uh, thank you, uh, Genevieve, for your call, and congratulations on your, uh, your voluntary uh, being told to retire. Thank you, you. You could run for president, you know. You're the right age now. <laughs> and we all fix that. All right, all right. Thank you very much for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. I think it's hard. I think for a lot of people, particularly if you really love what you do and you feel like you are you have your faculties together, it's really hard to quit. Um, but there has to be a acknowledgement of the reality of age, right? There has to be a – even if you're in really great health, when you're, when you're 80, you could be in great health today and not great health tomorrow. That's just where you're where you are, right? If President Biden gets reelected, for example, the odds of him surviving until January twentieth, twenty twenty nine, right? That's when whoever gets elected next year, that's when their term ends, January twentieth, twenty twenty nine. The New York Times says the odds of his surviving, even just being alive, are uh, almost only half. Uh, that's incredible, right? When you think about that, and somebody who's running the country. Um, and that doesn't mean just old guy stuff, right? It doesn't mean dementia or Alzheimer's or other stuff that happens as we get old. Uh, I, you know, just for, I think most of us aren't going to be president and we're not going to be senator and we're not going to be in a position like those guys are. Uh, there's certainly a conversation that needs to be had about our country is that why are we unable to pass on the leadership to uh, a younger generation? I think that's a, that's a significant thing on, on all sides of it, right? It's, it's incredible, uh, the the age of our our folks, but you know, for a lot of us, my uh, my father in law, something I really appreciated about him, he passed away uh, a few years ago. He always made a commitment that when he he'd been retired for a long time, I always knew him when he was retired. Uh, he had a lot of struggles and different things he was dealing with, but he had made a commitment to stop driving when he turned eighty. That was his that was his number, and you know what, he did it, and we're very grateful that he did that. Because if we would have had to say uh, it's time to stop driving, that would have been an, a very difficult situation, I think, for our family. And he might have said no, right? It, uh, it was a wise thing. I'll always think about that for him. That he, he, It was kind of arbitrary, I think, in his mind. But he just said, you know what? This is the date. I'm going to do it then. Probably, honestly, he should have quit driving before then. I know some of you are 80 and you're driving and you're doing fine. Uh, but I also know some of you are 80 and you're not doing fine out there driving. There used to be a guy in my church who would take me to lunch, and I would routinely count how many times I almost died in the car with him just on the two-mile trip to the Cocos. But uh, we wouldn't have died because he's only going 15 miles an hour. But, you know, it was scary, right? Uh, and my father-in-law, he should have quit driving a few years before, but I was – very proud of him that he just made that decision. You know, encouragement that I have for all of us, and this can be at different ages. Uh, it can be as a pastor of a church. You know, the book of Leviticus actually says to the priest, retire at 50 and then spend the rest of your life investing in the next generation of priests. Uh, I think that's really good advice. You know, I'm not saying all you pastors out there retire at 50. You know, back then you probably die at 52, you know, in those days. 
Um, but there's an age, right? There's a there's a period of time when you have to say, I'm going to shift into a positive part of my aging. And I think you got to look at this positively. I, I think you got to, you know, if it's time to retire because you're a sports figure or you're you have a job that is very demanding physically on your body, it's okay to make a, a plan to step out of that role and into something else. Maybe go into management, maybe go into a different career. You know, there's I think it's something that is wise to do to make those plans before somebody has to make them for you, before you put somebody in the position of telling them, telling you, uh, you need to stop. Uh, you need to stop pitching. You need to stop being a garbage man. You need to stop uh, being a senator. It's uh, time to stop doing this. You know, th- those are conversations you never want to have. I mean, they're, I guess it's not a big deal, but you don't want to put loved ones or colleagues in the position of needing to do that. I think it's unwise. A big part of our our faith is wisdom, and following Christ is to seek wisdom. James tells us that if we ask for wisdom, we'll get it. And if you're kind of in that situation, you know what? Ask God, what's the wise thing for me to do? And the wise thing might not be what you want to do. It might not be what you feel you got to do, but it also might be very clear what the wise thing to do is. Uh, so I don't know. I think, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, who we're talking about today, 81, he can't have that kind of uh, incident again, probably, and maintain the role. He could still be the senator, probably. There's a staff to do things. Uh, different when you're the president. You're the one who has to make the call, and that's the scary thing about, I think, where President Biden is or on his way to. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to that, and I just want to encourage you. It's okay to make the call yourself. I think you'll feel better about it also. All right, when we come back, We're kind of dealing with crazy Washington stuff today. Maybe the craziest is UFOs. GOP Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett believes the government is hiding something. We've had a heck of a lot of pushback about this hearing. We're done with the cover-up. Bipartisan lawmakers are suspicious of their own government. Rumors tend to flourish in places where the federal government is silent or not transparent. That's a scary thought that they don't trust us. Lawmakers tried to review photos and talk to pilots who saw things, but the military stymied them. They were hiding images and information. Two Navy pilots who say they spotted strange things in the sky will testify at an upcoming hearing. A third witness is whistleblower and former Air Force intelligence officer David Grush. He claims the military has possession of a non-human spacecraft and potentially the remains of an extraterrestrial pilot. That testimony was heard in Washington earlier today, and we'll talk about that when we get back. And it was under oath. Do you think there's aliens or not? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show will be back as the Wednesday edition continues. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.